Jewish audio on Chabad.org. There's something special going on here. What is it? There's something in the ear, something in the environment. What is it that's so special about today, about tonight? What is it that is so meaningful about this very special time that we find ourselves in during the last few weeks of the year? I want to share with you about a beautiful Jewish teaching and the teachings of Hasidus, which tells us a beautiful example to help us understand what is unique and special about the time that we are in. The king usually lives in his palace in the capital city. Anybody who wants to approach the king has to go through the process of getting through multiple layers of royal secretaries and ministers. And then he has to journey to the capital and pass through many gates and chambers until he gets to the throne room. And even then, his presentation has to be meticulously prepared. He has to follow a very specific code of dress and speech and mannerism when you're standing in front of the king. But on the other hand, there are times when everything is very different. This is when the king leaves his lofty chambers and he comes out to the fields outside the city. At such a time, anyone can approach him. The king receives every single person with a smiling face and a radiant smile. And every single person, regardless who they may be, even a simple farmer behind his plow, has access to the king in a way that is unavailable to even the highest ranking minister in the royal court when the king is in the palace. This, my friends, is what the month of Elul is all about. You see, usually throughout the year, we struggle. It's very difficult because, unfortunately, there's barriers, there's blockages between our soul and God. Unfortunately, our truest essence, who we really are, our neshama, is covered over by layers and layers of struggle and separation. But in the month of Elul, in the last few weeks of the year, your true essence comes alive to the surface, allowing you to feel a much deeper and closer connection to God, who's readily accessible, who's with you in your field, wherever you are. So when you wake up in the morning and you're having a difficult time dealing with the challenges and the daily grind, you're not alone. The king is with you right at your side, in your field, in your mishagasin, in your craziness, in your struggles. The king is right there together with you. And when you remember that, it gives you the oomph, the courage, and the strength to keep going strong in these final weeks of the year. To help you appreciate this idea, I want to invite you to open up your hearts as I share with you a very powerful story. This story was actually shared by a very prominent rabbi who recently passed away earlier in the summer. His name was Rabbi Yitzchak Tuvia Weiss. He was the chief rabbi of the rabbinical court in Jerusalem, very respected central figure in world jury. And he shared the following story that he experienced when he himself was a child. And I'm going to tell you this story firsthand, as if he is here tonight sharing with you this powerful story. In 1939, a few months before my bar mitzvah, the rumblings of World War II was felt by everyone in my village. But we weren't sure if it was real or was it just rumors. So one day, the community had a meeting and they decided we need to send a representative, a messenger, to go to the nearby large city of Preshburg, which was around four kilometers away, and find out what's really going on. And they decided that the safest way to do this is to send a child hoping that a child will arouse less suspicion as he travels. And they chose me, Yitzchak Weiss, just a few months before my bin mitzvah, to be that messenger. Sure enough, I rushed over, and when I arrived at that city, I went to meet the leader of the community, and he said to me the following message. Go back home and tell them it's worse than they imagine. Whoever could escape should do it as soon as possible. Don't wait to save your money or your business. Save yourself and save your family. It's beyond dangerous. And then looking at me, he said, 
have something to tell you. England agreed that we can send 1,000 unaccompanied minors under 17 years of age. The problem is there are so many more children than that amount that we want to save. I don't know who to sue, who to choose, who to save. Every child is so important. But Tuvia, you have found favor in my eyes. I'm going to give you one of these coveted tickets. Go home, inform the leaders of your community of the dire situation, and return here within two days as the transport is leaving shortly. I returned back home. I immediately formed the community leaders about what I was told. And I told my parents about what happened. I packed up my few belongings. My father told me that your tefillin is not yet ready. But I want to give you something for your bar mitzvah. So here is a siddur, a prayer book. And I ask you, pray with this every single day. Never forget that you are a Jew. Sure enough, I left on the transport. And a kind person in London accepted me into their home. A few weeks after the transport arrived in England, I received a package, my pure tefillin, from my beloved parents. I'm sorry to say that was the last communication I had with my parents before they were killed by the Nazis. After we were in England for a while, one day we were told exciting news. King George VI wants to see the thousand children that came on that transport, which England took responsibility for. Sure enough, a date was set, and the thousand children stood at attention in two long lines on both sides of the road. And when the carriage arrived, we all waved and expressed our appreciation as it began driving through very slowly so that the king could see each child. All of a sudden, to everyone's shock and surprise, one boy broke ranks and he made a dash towards the carriage. Right before he was able to reach the carriage, however, the security stopped him. But the king noticed what happened and he instructed the wagon to stop and to bring the young child to him. When this young child entered the royal carriage, the king put him on his lap and said, Tell me, young man, what did you wish to say to me? The boy looked up at the king, and with eyes filled with tears, he said, On behalf of all the children who you have already saved and the ones who you will surely save in the future, I want to thank you and this wonderful country for its tremendous kindness. But your majesty, at the same time, there's a hollowness in my heart. How could I truly be happy and rejoiceful? when I am aware of the terrible fate that will befall my loving parents and my dear siblings. I feel like the kindness is not complete until they too are saved. And he burst into tears, uncontrollable sobbing. The king sat there silently, and then he replied with one sentence, Tell me, young lad, from what town do you come from? After the boy replied, the king thanked him, and the meeting ended. Two weeks later, my friends, this family arrived safely in England. Evidently, the king acted on the child's requests, and he instructed England's representatives to bring this family to safety. And now, when Rabbi Tuvia Weiss completed the story, he turned to his students who were present in the room, and he said to them, if this child would have tried to speak to the king in Buckingham Palace, what are the chances he would have made it past all the levels of security and be able to speak to the king? Absolutely zero. What are the chances that the king would have noticed that he was trying to get in and speak to him? Again, the answer is zero. Yet, when the king was riding in his carriage, he was accessible. And because that one boy seized the opportunity, his entire family was saved. And today, his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren are celebrating Shabbat, as we are as well. The message here is, the king is in the field. But it's not enough to wave at the wagon. We can't just let the king's wagon drive by. We need to make the jump. We need to turn to the king and we have to embrace him, 
Greet him in the field. Open up your heart. Now is the time to daven, to say an extra few passages of the Tehillim, to open up your heart and cry and give extra charity and make new resolutions because now is the time when the king is in the field.